Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where... These two hosts are going to be living close to each other again. Yeah. That's news. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. It was funny. That we're, uh, I was thinking about this because I listened to Ariel's show yesterday. He had, uh, I don't know if you got to this part. You got to have those wrestlers on. Yeah, I skipped over that part. I can't I do the feeling. I can't do the wrestling interviews unless it's people that I know. And I don't yeah. know many. Like, I listened to the Cody Rhodes interviews uh i don't remember if he ever had cm punk on but i would listen to that he has in the past the, those he's, he's i didn't MMA. i didn't recognize either of those names i'm not a wrestling fan so i didn't i didn't get it so i yeah all that to say uh they were in studio and when they when they greeted ariel it was a husband and wife i think right. the guy's name is montez fox or something like that um he was like happy new year like can we still say this? like well the last time i saw you was last year I yeah. Like, yeah, I think it goes through January. So, yeah, Happy New Year. Um, a lot has happened since. Um, Clearly. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, one of my partners, Natalie, says that a lot. Uh, she, a lot has happened since then. Because I'll talk about how we, we just sort of like met randomly like last year. Um, in like, we sort of met in May and then didn't really talk until like August. Uh-huh. And so every time something comes up from like those times, she's like, a lot has happened since then. Uh, but a lot has happened since we last record. So I was just looking at the date and it hit me right before we started recording. And I feel like I have to, there's a lot of like, if you allow me the floor, I just got to like catch you up on my life and like vent yeah. a little bit. Let it all out. Um, <clears throat> December 30th was the last time we recorded. Yeah. December 31st, I uh, lost my grandfather. Sorry to hear that. My grandfather passed away. And it was one of those things like uh, he was old. He's very old and he's been sick for a while. So it wasn't like a surprise. Um, Still hurts. But yeah, exactly. It's a similar thing to my grandmother last summer. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, my it's it's my grandfather, my mom's sides, her dad. And so like she texted me um a couple weeks before it happened or might have been like at the beginning of december saying that he was in the er and that it was not good how old are we talking probably like mid 90s we're talking i'm gonna say like mid to late 80s probably okay i don't know exactly and i i should know that it's always hard with you with your grandparents age um, but, um, I'll, I'll ask my mom, she knows. Um, but yeah, she, he, he was sort of like adding like home care and he used to do everything around the house. And so now that it's, it was his wife's turn to take care of him. She didn't know how to do that really. Right. And I'm only saying that because I know she's not going to listen to this and like, I can talk a little shit, but like, she's, <laughs> she'd like let my grandfather get worse. So when he got into the ER, we had to go, 
that those couple days he spent there, like he got admitted, like he got a little better, and then went home, regressed, got worse, passed away. Um, like I, I woke up to the text on um, on New Year's um, or uh, New Year's Eve, like it literally less than twenty four hours after we recorded. I'm just right. putting it all together because I like we recorded. I went to that party I was telling you about. Had a great time, even though I was like I was getting sick and that was like kind of shitty. Woke up, um, and I had to I had to be on call. I think we might have told that I had to be on call for work. Right. Um. I I woke up, text from my mom. Your grandfather passed away. I'll be making arrangements to fly out to Vermont. And I'm like, oh shit, this is really shitty news to start the day, and. The uh, I think this had already happened by the last time I recorded. I was I told you I was in Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes, <clears throat> had to drop that because his widow chose opening weekend of, of the show for his celebration of life services, which I'm not like it's obviously not about me, and it wasn't a, it wasn't really a hard decision to make. I was like, well, obviously I can't do the show now, but I, I was like, this is really shitty timing. <laughs> like, why why wait? two months and you know essentially um so that but the the good the good the silver lining um is that um as i alluded to um mosh and i got approved for a place in your neck of the woods kind of um at least like i said significantly closer than uh we are now um it's in parlin oh okay so it's not it's it's a little bit more north um do you know what um uh, what complex do you know the name of it i do i don't want to say i don't want to dox myself just in okay. case i'm always ready by law i'll tell you okay. um you know i'll just put it in the chat right now um because i'll forget uh, later i uh i get requests to deliver to parlin quite often oh nice yeah i'll tell you it's, it's right across from this uh indian restaurant called tower of india okay that's why I probably honestly said too much. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mind. Um, but um, what's it called? And what was great about it as well is that so the 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 services for my grandfather, like I said, um, it is March. It's like the first weekend of March. March second is the is the day. Um, and I can't fucking type. I'm trying to tell you the name. I'm all over the place right now because I'm just so distraught. Not a huge deal. I was I was just curious. Yeah. Um. The typically with apartments you move on March first, right? Or you move even the first of the month, and that's when I was yeah. gonna say they're like, oh, we have this availability. It's for it's for March. Um. And so I'm like, um. Okay, that's gonna suck. Um. Because I can't be there to move for you know help mosh she's gonna be on her own but we called and they were like we actually have a move in on february 15th and we're like boom let's take it so like it's gonna make february a little chaotic but at least we have some overlap because then i can i don't have to be out of this until the end of february so things are looking up but it was just such a really shitty start to 2024 with that news and uh i'm not gonna i've been depressed that's why i was i was gonna make a post on patreon and uh, i'm gonna do it after we record um so by the time their the patrons are listening to this, I probably would have already read the post, but um, I haven't even 
got caught up on the fight pick league because I'm just been so bogged down with everything and it's been such a shitty time, but I'm like back in the swing of things and I'm like, let's, let's fucking record. Let's go. Um, how have you been? Yeah. Well, first off, I'm sorry to hear about your grandpa. Um, thank you. Yeah. It, it it's a, it's a weird thing losing a grandparent because obviously you love them. But when they get old and they start to suffer, you know, and they're it, it, it's obviously you don't know what they're feeling. But like when you watch the way they are being so old, you're like, there's no way you're enjoying being alive like this. You look miserable. And at least I would be miserable going through what you're going through. So but it still sucks when they pass. Like my my grandmother was uh, dealing with. um dementia for a few years so like she kind of didn't really recognize me anymore and she was falling down all the time and because she was in a wheelchair but they for whatever reason they couldn't put a fucking seatbelt in her wheelchair so she would always try to get up so if you look away for one second she tries to get up and then she falls and it was a, oh, it was a, it was a mess so when she passed i was like sad but also like you're not suffering anymore so thank god um yeah the way i look at it um but it still sucks i'm sorry to hear that um yeah i mean yeah nothing really new for me really just you know still slaving away at doordash trying to make the comedy thing happen um so i got the the show this saturday up in uh middletown and it's so strange because my uncle is the one who asked me to like Get this oh, home. this is the Knights of Columbus thing. I thought yeah. for some reason I thought that already passed. Nope, that's this Saturday. Um, nice. Oh, I guess. Um, and he, my so my uncle wanted to do this fundraiser for his chapter of the Knights of Columbus thing, and he <laughs> he asked me to get get some comics together, whatever. But then he like insisted on doing physical tickets, like not online tickets and then you print your own ticket and bring it and i was like i mean i guess we could do that but it'll make selling tickets a lot more difficult because people have jobs and they can't really be driving around and selling tickets yeah so it's me and four of my comedy friends and a couple weeks ago he gives me a stack of like oh here's 25 tickets for you and your buddies to separate i'm like 25 tickets between five comics like and i grew up in middletown like and we have a big family like i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna say every show of yours that i've been to that's been more than five people yeah um he's like he's like oh you think you guys will sell 25 i'm like without question we'll sell 25 no no questions asked like you'll do that on your own and then they'll they'll sell like 10 20 each so then he gave me another another 25. So now we have 50 tickets. Um, and collectively between the five of us, we've sold 40. Um, so the other day, my uncle calls me and he's like, hey, so just if you could let me know how many tickets you sold and how much money you have. Um, and then you could uh, drop that money off to me so I can buy the food because he's doing like a buffet thing as well so you, you get food you get the comedy show there's going to be raffles and, and all this stuff um and i was like yeah uh i sold this many this is how much money i have whatever and he's like oh wow this is 
this is going to be a huge show because like me and my like my fellow knights or whatever they call themselves have sold about a hundred and i'm like holy shit so then we we sold like 40 they sold like 100 this is going to be like a giant show like 150 people but then i'm thinking to myself like if you guys have already sold 100 like 100 tickets you have several thousand dollars like what yeah, do you, you need use that to buy the food what do you need me to drop off my money for now like i'll see you on saturday i'm i'm fucking busy i i'm working <laughs> I'm going out to open mics to practice my set for Saturday. Like I don't have time to drive to Red Bank where my uncle lives to fucking drop this money off. Like I'll see you on Saturday. What the fuck? Get the yeah. fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a huge fucking show. Oh, and then there's this. So this is really funny. So my uncle, when he asked me for the the comedy, I told him flat out: a) you have to pay us, and b) you're not going to censor us. Like, this is not going to be a, a clean show. Like, yeah, I don't believe in that. And if that doesn't work for you, then find another form of entertainment. Yeah. And he was like, it was like, the only request is that no religious jokes. We're a religious organization. The It's happening at the ele- like the local elementary school, like the Catholic school. Like, that, that'll be my only request. Curse words, fine, but like... Stay away from religion. I'm like, okay, that that I'll agree to. So then last week, I see my uncle, and he's like, I got a funny story for you. I was like, okay. He goes, the head priest at St. Mary's found out about this comedy night thing. Not that I was trying to keep it from him, but, like, he heard about it. And he says to me, like, oh, this is going to be a clean show, right? Uh... And my uncle says, look... No, it's not going to be a clean show. It's my my nephew, his friends. I told them no religious jokes, but that's it. There's going to be curse words. There might be some talk about sex, but like I told them no religion and that's it. And then the the priest wasn't happy with that answer, but then asked, what's our cut? Uh... Meaning like how much of your fundraiser money is the church gonna get so when he told me this story i go here's what you go back and tell father mike you tell him if he shows up to this thing and keeps his fucking mouth shut about what is being said into the microphone he'll get a bigger cut if he wants to cause an issue and complain about people saying the f word then he gets no fucking money (laughs) because that's all the church really gives a shit about is money yeah Uh, so it's been this whole fucking it's very He's been very annoying about it, um, but we're getting paid for the show. It'll be a huge venue, a lot of people there, so I'm I'm fucking stoked. Hell yeah, brother! What time is it? So the 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 dinner buffet starts at seven, and the comedy starts at eight. Gotcha. I'm trying to think if I can make that work. Um, Masha and I, she has her show tomorrow. She directed a play, um, oh. and that is usually done around seven but if we get out early maybe i'll hit you up see if i can come yeah they'll be selling tickets at the door um awesome so if you can make it great if not no big deal uh do you get a cut if i buy through you no oh okay 
No, we had a, a flat rate, which now that I know how many fucking tickets they sold, I should have I should have asked for more. I didn't think there was going to be 150 fucking people. Yeah, right. But yeah, cool, cool show. If you can make it great. Uh, if not, no big deal. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I love that. When are you going to AC next? Um, Like performing again down there? Yeah, yeah. I I don't have any plans right now. Um. But, I mean, I could ask the guy. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like asking for things. Right. It's it's not my it's not my forte. Like I don't I even feel you. I don't remember if I told you this story, but that show that you went to in Rumson. Yes, the Val's Tavern. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the day before, I, the day before that show, another comedian who I've interacted with only through Facebook. Um, I don't, I've never met him at any of the open mics or anything, but he reached out to me and was like, Hey, I grew up in Rumson. How do I get in on this comedy thing? Like I went to Val's Tavern all the time as like in my early twenties, like that was my spot. And I, it, it kind of pissed me off. Cause like, I didn't reach out to Val's Tavern about getting on. Someone reached out to me yeah. and I, this business, you kind of have to be pushy, but I don't like asking for things i never have it's never been yeah my... i'm the same know. way like i remember in high school one of my buddies used to be like hey this person's having a party why don't you come through and i'm like well if you tell the person who's throwing the party to invite me directly i'll come yeah yeah, yeah they they said it's no problem i'm like yeah no that doesn't work for me i need to be <laughs> asked to go like have fun but i'm not gonna just show up because i don't like when people just show up to my parties like yeah. I want to know who's at my fucking house, who's at my party. Like, I don't want to just, it's not my thing. Um, but maybe I need to kind of like look past that and ask for things because the worst they could say is no. Yeah. But I also don't want to be that annoying guy that's like, hey, remember how many tickets I sold last time? You want to, you want to bring me back again? Like, yeah. But uh, I, I would like to because um, I had a good time other than, donating a lot of money back to the club. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um so hope hopefully soon um but as soon as I I know I'll I'll get back to you. I had a lot of fun after the show too. I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh well enough enough about <laughs> Oh, speaking of threesomes, um did you have you seen any of this Vince McMahon stuff. <laughs> okay. I've literally only seen one thing. <laughs> it's my friend Gina on Twitter. Um, she's actually her her account is like D's Nuts MMA. I'm not sure yep. if you yeah. yeah. I I literally saw one tweet from her and I meant to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was something like so Vince McMahon shitted on a bitch in a threesome or something like that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So apparently he is accused of like sex trafficking. That's... And which from what I've, I didn't read too much into it, but from what I've read, doesn't sound exactly like sex trafficking as much as like, just sexual assault deviant. so oh, okay. what i've read sounds like 
whenever I couldn't tell if it was just wrestlers specifically or just females that were working for the WWE like staff that the only way they could work for the company was to fuck one of the wrestlers and the number one wrestler that was often used was Brock Lesnar <laughs> I was like you got to fuck Brock if you want to work for this company and then would ask this person to send naked photos to Vince so that Vince could show Brock, hey, this girl, you interested? And then he would essentially say, yeah, sure. And then he would fuck this lady so that she could work for the company. <laughs> and, and then, like, obviously he got involved, too. So, like, you want to work for this company, you got to fuck me. Yeah. And then he would do, like, all this weird sexual stuff that he was into. And apparently he had a whole bunch of sex toys that he named after the wrestlers. Uh, so he had like a sex toy named Brock, a sex toy named The Rock, a sex toy named Stone Cold. Like, uh, yeah. What a fucking, I mean, that's disgusting. First yeah. of all, yeah. I have to say that right off the bat, like just fucking vile pride. But like, it doesn't surprise me anymore. Like, Vince is just such a vile human being, but just like, it's so wild. Like that, it also honestly was- sounds like something from a movie. Yeah, and and here's the thing about, like, because I saw someone else tweet, like, why are all rich, powerful men sexual deviants? And I know the answer. Because as you're coming up and getting to the point of your peak fame and power or whatever, you're fucking so much. Because you have money, you're spending money, you're going places, you're fucking all the time. To the point where regular sex, like for me and you, becomes boring because you're doing it too much. And a perfect example is when I heard an interview with Tommy Lee. You know who Tommy Lee is, right? Yeah, Motley Crue. We've talked about Tommy Lee on the show before. Right. So Motley Crue, uh, Motley, Tommy Lee did an interview with Tom Segura on your mom's house. And they asked him, like, what's like your craziest sex story? And he was like, I don't really know if it's crazy, but like, I went through a gay phase. And they were like, what? He's like, yeah, I had just fucked so many women that I just got tired of it. So I started letting like the male groupies blow me. Like I got blown by hundreds of men. (laughs) So like you just get bored and you need to raise the bar because you're fucking so much. And I'm sure watching porn doesn't help because porn does all this crazy shit like with fisting and scat play and piss play and all this other stuff that everyone does online. So obviously that doesn't make it okay, but it makes sense. Yeah. And why he like him and other people in his position of power do stuff like this. Uh, It's gross. It's disgusting, but I'm not shocked in the least. Yeah. I also think it's it's a lot of it comes from people who are like regular people not getting any. They see rich guys with women. They're like, if I just had money, I would be able to get any girl I wanted. And then like then it becomes like a fucking uh, obsession. Yeah. And it leads to that kind of stuff. But that's just so fucking wild. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe that. That's the one. The one thing I found out is just like he shitted on somebody. 
Yeah. Do Do you remember um the whole story with the the guy who did the the McAfee antivirus, John McAfee? I think it was John. No. So this so this guy. I wonder if he's related to Pat McAfee. I doubt it. Um, I don't want to say it was John. I could be wrong, but the guy that made the McAfee antivirus software, he did something in um, something illegal in America. I want to say tax evasion. Don't quote me on that. But he left America to, and went to a country that didn't have uh, extradition. I want to say it was the Philippines. Again, I, I'm not. I, I could be jumbling the 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 real details here but he got to the philippines and then just started like buying not paying for but like buying like hookers <laughs> from the pimps and he had like four or five of them in his possession i guess like you will on but, retainer <laughs> right but they were like his they're his property now like like oh. his own sex slaves and Eventually, I think the CIA or somebody went there to try and find him, and then he killed himself to avoid being taken back to the United States and going to prison. So then they like interview his sex slaves, <laughs> and they they all said like his favorite thing sexually that he would do is he had a hammock in the backyard, and he would lay underneath the hammock and ask these girls to sit on the hammock. And then shit through the holes of the hammock into his mouth. Oh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's like two girls, one cup. Or like five girls, one sicko. One hammock. <laughs> one hammock. Yeah, I was just trying to work the hammock. <laughs> five girls, one hammock. And a, and a fucking sicko. Yeah, the, the real details of that, of, like, what he did, why he went, like, where he went, I might be off, yeah. but, like, he definitely had sex slaves, and they definitely shit through a hammock into his mouth. <laughs> and hearing them talk about it in the interviews, because they have broken English, talk about it, <laughs> and how disgusted they were, and how they didn't want to do it, but he was, like, a nice guy, and he bought them nice things, and was, like, kind of like their husband, in a way, and he treated them <laughs> fine, but he just really wanted to do these weird sexual things and like the their their sheer disgust when talking about pooping through this hammock is hilarious <laughs> i can't i just can't even like i'll try and find a video of of the interviews and send them to you it's fucking it's top tier entertainment that's the one like i always have been like i'm very one of my like morals or whatever one of, one of my like core beliefs is like no kink shaming, but when it comes to fucking piss play, like shitting, especially, that's so disgusting, and I will kink shame the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say I understand the piss play because, and I don't want to shame the piss play exactly because I really like squirting. And there's some debate on whether it is. Or I, it is. Yeah, I've heard the debate, and I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, but like, I would never lay underneath someone and go yeah. pee on me. But yeah, like, no. you want to rub yourself and squirt? There's not much of a difference. But <laughs> like, one of them I'm good with, the other one I'm not. But yeah, the, the poop play I really don't understand. But speaking of piss play, 
<laughs> what a segue. Go ahead. There's this porn star I follow on Twitter. That's a, that's a, that's the title. Speaking of piss play. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this porn star I follow on Twitter. And you know me. I'm all about following the porn star. They're the most interesting yeah. people on the planet. They're the best. Remember when Sage Northcutt, he's fighting this weekend. Remember when Sage Northcutt fucking liked a porn star's tweet? <laughs> Just scrolling through Twitter, seeing Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland. And then, hey, you want to pee in my butt this weekend? And then Sean Strickland, I'm like, it was wonderful. It was a perfect timing. Great tweet. Very nice lady. <laughs> Very nice lady. Yeah. I wish the guy responded. Sure, you seem like a very nice lady. Want to pee in my butt? So another kind of sex story, and then we can move on to the fights. Um, so you know me, I like butt stuff, eating ass, anal. Yes. That's my thing, right? I can get a view. And uh, so one <laughs> one of my comedian friends is uh, a, a bisexual man. Love that for him. I see him at the the comedy the the open mic last night. And he goes, yo, uh, I got a story for you. I was like, what's up? It's like, so I was thinking about you this weekend <laughs> or yesterday or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. What happened? He goes, so this guy was eating my ass. <laughs> and I'm like, please go on. And he's like, you know, you talk about it all the time. And like, it had never happened to me. I'd never had my ass eaten. And you always tell me like, dude, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. So he's like, so I'm on all fours. <laughs> and this guy's behind me and like i can tell this wasn't the first ass he's eating he knew what he was doing <laughs> i'm like and he's like well i can't see his face but like i'm looking forward he's behind me and i'm just picturing you I'm thinking <laughs> all time and i'm like that's fucking awesome you're welcome <laughs> oh my god that's <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> so wild. Just image of him like, uh, just like all fours. I mean, like, mm, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yep. All right. Uh, can't think of a segue, but it's about damn time we talk about some fighting. Speaking of eating ass, uh, Jillian about Jim Miller. Jillian Robertson fought this past weekend. Oh yeah, Jim Miller. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we want to talk about Jim Miller for a while. It's Jim Miller. Jim Miller. Um, once again, turning back the clock. And I, I do loved want... his interview on Ariel Hawani show. By the way, I'm, I'm assuming awesome. you saw that one. Yeah, he's just awesome. Um, Amazing. You know, I got a, a place in my heart for him. Uh, but yeah, his. I do want to say one thing though. That. Not that he shouldn't be praised for this, I guess, but like. This was like his what forty fifth UFC fight, something like that, something like that. So let's just say forty five, and everyone was like, "Oh, and he's never missed weight." And it's that's so yeah, he did his job. Like that's yeah, he's also not a big fifty fiver. Yeah, like he's he's not big. Like I you was, fought at fifty five and you towered over him, right? I think yeah, you said I was, I was shocked at how small he was when I met him. I think he's listed at five eight. And I'd be shocked if if he's five eight, like five he, eight with platform shoes on. Yeah, he's he's tiny, but I mean he's, and he doesn't show up ripped. Yeah, 
Didn't he fight Dan Hooker? I feel like that was that was the one that he fought him in AC, right? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Hooker like was so much bigger than him. Yeah, I'm I'm about the same height as Dan Hooker, six one. So yeah, yeah, he's not a big guy and he's not muscular, he's not ripped. He just and I think that speaks to his longevity. Yeah. Like he's not ripping his body apart by taking steroids. He's not destroying his his body by cutting a ton of weight. Obviously, he never reached the pinnacle of, you know, getting to the title, but he's been close a couple times. I think he's had at, at least one uh, number one contender fight back in his early days. Yeah, but, I it was uh, Benson Henderson. Yeah, so, like, I think that speaks to his longevity is not taking steroids, not cutting a shitload of weight. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He rules. He I rules. Love Jamil. I hope, I, I know it's not going to happen, but... I really hope that they announce him as Jim fucking Miller. That's like it's, his one request. It's honestly, it, 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 I wouldn't be completely shocked if they did it. Like, here's why I think they won't because I think they would, if he were able to be on the, the main card because uh, of the you, but he, he won't be on the main card. He'll be on the prelims and the prelims will be on ESPN and they're not going to uh, let one of their employees say it on live. Maybe they will. And they'll just bleep. Cause there is a, a time delay. Like you hear people say it in the post fight interviews and they bleep it out. So maybe they will, but I highly doubt yeah. they're going to just put it in the script to say it unless Bruce buffer goes off script because they're never going to fire him. Because he's Bruce fucking Buffer, but yeah, I would love Bruce for it. To I just can't see it. I mean, with the with the post fight interviews, it's like a shock, and it's like they have to quickly do it. It's like oh, oh. right. But if they know, they like, hey, I'm gonna announce him as Jim fucking Miller. Right. So when you hear Jim, cue up the bleep. Yeah. Like, there's a way to do it. They can do it. Right. But but that would kind of take away some of the zing of it if you don't hear the fucking right. At least for the fans, the people that are fans, but it's I mean it's for him and it's for people in the in the arena. That's true. Um, it's for him. It's not for me. Yeah. And, and it would take away a little bit of the zing, but honestly, like if they blow like he did it. Like yeah. like knowing there's enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure that will be then a video released on yeah. and we can all Yeah. Nah. Because if you can stream it on ESPN plus, like what's the problem? Yeah. Like if you right. stream it after the fight, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he rules. Give me just one sec. Keep talking about Jim Miller. Yeah, and for those of you that haven't heard my love for Jim Miller story, um, I feel like most of you have. Uh, but my last MMA fight that I had, which is coming up on six years ago, was my last fight. That's crazy. Wow. Um, I thought I won the fight. I thought I won the first two rounds pretty easily uh the judges ha had me losing the fight by split decision and jim miller was in the crowd that night and after my fight i go out and see my family and then i am watching other fights and i see jim miller standing next to me and i was like oh hey jim fucking miller like big fan and he was like hey thanks um and by the way i i thought you won that fight earlier i thought the judges got that one wrong and i was like cool appreciate that so uh jim miller's got a, a special place in my heart for that yeah because i've forever 
I've never won any of the fights that I've had, um, which still irks me. Um, but I just you're a winner in Jim Miller's eyes. Yeah, I'm a winner in Jim Miller's. Speaking of which, I got a quick funny story for you. So, Speaking of piss blood. Yeah. So I I still go to the gym on Sundays sometimes to spar. So I go to the gym this past Sunday, and there was only four of us there. It was a light day, and one of my one of the guys at the gym is fighting in a couple weeks, uh, a six foot guy. So he wanted to get like several rounds in a row with the same person. Um, so he was going with Frank and then I was going with this other kid. This other kid is a young 21, 22 year old kid um, really wants to do MMA, but he sucks. <laughs> so, but he refuses to spar with 16 ounce gloves. Like even during Muay Thai sparring, he wears four ounce MMA gloves even though we have 16 ounce gloves in the gym, he just refuses to wear them. Um, so I brought my MMA gloves and I'm doing MMA sparring with him. And first round, I should have takedown, arm bar him. Second round, I should have takedown, arm triangle. Like I just ragged all the kid. <laughs> so then we rotate after four rounds and I go do three rounds in a row with the kid uh, who's fighting in a few weeks. And then because this kid sucks, he wasn't going to then rotate back in with the, the kid, Andrew, who's fighting. So I go back with him for the last three rounds because we do. So who of... did he fight? He didn't fight Frank, did he? Yeah, he did three rounds with Frank. Frank must have fucked him up. I mean, oh, Frank Frank's is... probably a good sparring partner. He probably Frank didn't is fuck very him controlled. up. Frank okay. is very controlled. Okay. Okay. Uh, Never mind. I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've seen so, Frank fight. So then when I went to spar, to spar with Andrew, I, I took my MMA gloves off and I put my 16s on. And then when I switched back with the other kid, I just didn't feel like taking my gloves back off. So now I have 16s and he has four ounce gloves. <laughs> and I could tell he's not happy with me based on what happened the first four rounds. So he's like swinging for the fucking fences on me with four ounce gloves. So I put it on him pretty heavily. And then the round, like round end sparring's over. And I just said, hey, can I give you some advice? And he goes, what's up? I go, if you're going to spar with four-ounce gloves and your partner has big boxing gloves on, you need to tone it down. And he goes, well, you came at me first. And I was like, what? He's like, well, you hit me with a body shot in the first round, and then you kept hitting me in the body. And I'm like, well, that's sparring. You hit the head, you hit the body, and then you go back to that. That's just what sparring is and hitting someone to the body is a lot different than throwing a spinning back fist to the head with four ounce gloves on. And he just goes, just goes, whatever, dude. I go, no, not whatever. Like I've been doing this a long time. I'm trying to help you here because if you're going to swing like that with four ounce gloves, either you're going to slip and hit somebody and you're going to hurt them, or you're going to do it to the wrong person and they're going to hurt you. And because you suck at fighting <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be you that gets hurt. And if you're okay with playing that risk, be my guest. And he goes, well, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, like 210. He goes, yeah, lose 50 pounds and see what happens. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you think me losing weight is going to help you? You're going to be faster. Like I'm going to be in better shape. I'm going to be quicker. <laughs> my timing's going to be more on like, believe it or not, I will be stronger. <laughs> 60, 50 pounds lighter because I'll be in shape. Like, yeah. So now I want to lose 50 pounds 
just to show him how wrong he is. That's so funny. It was was this whole fucking thing. And then I got yelled at by Mike. Mike wasn't happy with me, but whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just a real funny story. He was like, lose 50 pounds. I'm like, dude, you suck. Lose 50 pounds. That's such a a dumb thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, Lose 50 pounds. See what happens. Worse. All right. Yeah. Game on. All right. Diet starts Monday. Yeah. So when you're 160. Fucking A. So do we want to talk to pay-per-view and then do the 300 fights? or you? Yeah, wanna... give me thoughts on the pay-per-view. I did not watch the the pay-per-view. I was busy, but I was like, we have to get an episode in. We have to record. I have to do this. So let, let me let me hear how it went. I, I, I obviously saw all the results. Right. Everything's spoiled, so just, just hit me with it. It was not a good night of fights. <laughs> a lot of boring fights. There were a couple good ones, but... Um... So I want to talk about the good ones. So on the early prelims, Priscilla Cachoeira, who I don't know how the fuck she's still in the UFC. Me neither. I heard so, about this. Dave L was like, if you hate Priscilla Cachoeira, watch this fight. <laughs> did you did you listen to Jasmine Jazdavicius's uh interview on Ariel this week? Yes. Where she was talking about the issue with the weight. You know, yeah. you can't make 125, so we're going to do 130, and then it's, oh, we're going to do 132, and then we're going to do 135, and it's just a whole fucking thing. So then she's like, I'm not going to finish this girl early. I could have, but I chose to make her suffer for the, like, she beat the dog shit out of this girl. There was a 10-7. Yeah, 10-7 round, I heard. Round, yeah. Um, Yeah, she finished the choke late in the third round, and I just like her energy, Jasmine. I, yeah. I think her to be really fun, really uh, just like up and peppy and fun. Uh, yeah, this hopefully she's gone now. This fucking eye gouging cunt. Yeah. How many? What's what's her fucking record? It's like, that's just so. Uh, let's see. Like in the well, 12 to six overall, but I bet all those six are in the UFC. She was eight. No, before the UFC. So that's she's right. four and six. In the US. Yeah, she lost three in a row. That should have been it. But then she won Shayna Dobson, won against Gina Mazzani. Was her fight the one against Valentina Shevchenko where they let her be a warrior? Yes, that the Yamasaki, the infamous Yamasaki one. Yeah. And she's taken some really bad beatings because this weekend was was one too. I mean, she deserves it, but fuck. Yeah, exactly. And I I I she yeah. No, it's 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 wild. Um, so she's Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, and she's four and six in the UFC. Yeah, she needs to go. That's and like and I, I know they can cut you at any time, but that means like they re-signed her at one point. Because yeah, like they don't do 10 fight deals. I don't know how she came into the UFC, lost her first three fights, and didn't get cut. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Like they're building that division because I think the the fight with Valentina that was Valentina's first 125 fight in the UFC. Okay. Um, and that was like I think it was in Brazil, right? I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was 2018. Wow, fucking times have changed. A lot has happened since then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's not even gonna listen to this. She doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that that's wild that that. Because I remember the Molly fight too. That was her second fight in the UFC, and yeah. that was when she made Molly's eye swell up. Right. She was like, "Well, fuck you. I'm 
I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. And Molly still got the TKO. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and then speaking of Priscilla, the person she eye gouged, uh Jillian Robertson, my redheaded queen. <laughs> uh I think she has the record for most finishes by a woman in the UFC. I think she does too, or at least most submissions. Yeah. So she got another finish, TKO, against Pollyanna Viana, who doesn't finger butts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I also... she, just, she just started an OnlyFans, so maybe she'll finger her own butt on there? Maybe. One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw this hilarious meme. <laughs> Someone posted a picture of Pollyanna Viana with dreads mm-hmm. or like some sort of braids that were coming out, and they were like, "Paul." It was like it was from an MMA media site. I'm pretty sure, and it was like Pollyanna Viana's new look. Someone quote tweeted it. <laughs> it was a meme of. Martin Luther King and it said stairs NAACP-ishly I laughed so hard <sighs> I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and find it because I know I know who posted I just don't know um, it's my girl Chris but I don't know she yeah at underscore care VSX I just don't know how you would say that um, but I'm going to find it and send it to you. I'm going to put it on the broadcast. <laughs> I found it already. I found it already. So I found it already. So I'm going to text it to you. But then I'm also going to pull it up uh, for, the, for the video. So yeah, MMA Mania. A new look for Pollyanna Viana. So she's got like cornrows that are coming out of her head. Like they, they braided it. So she's got braids. <laughs> And this is the okay. meme that she quote tweeted. That's really good. Stairs NAACP-ishly. That's really good. I'm letting her know. <laughs> I'm letting her know. That's so funny, dude. That's so funny. Stairs NAACP-ishly. Yeah, Jillian Robertson is such a savage. Like she seems she really like such up a to her sweetheart name. and then she gets on the mat and she's just mean. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. I'd let her piss on me. Uh, <laughs> so then the only other prelim fight I really want to talk about is Sean Woodson and Charles <laughs> Jordan. Wait, did Jillian Robertson ever fight Justin Kish? 2024 is the year of mentioning Justine Kish on the podcast every fucking time now. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like. I it. wonder if they fought on tough because I think they were in the same season, weren't they? No, she fought Barb Honchak. Oh, that's right. No, uh, Justine Kish was in the 115, but then she went up to 125 after, I think. Yeah. Barb Honchak. No, no, uh, no Justine Kish on here, unfortunately. That'd be funny though. Oh, Justine Kish. What a what a fucking anomaly. Yeah, <laughs> what a legend indeed. Um yeah, so I want to talk about the Sean Woodson and Charles Jordan. Not so much the fight, but the, the announcement the, of the split decision, right? Yeah. 
or was wasn't even a split. I don't think. No, it was. I think. Let me double check. Yeah, split decision. It was a split. Okay, but clearly said Sean Woodson. Clearly, and somehow they both were like heard the wrong thing because Sean Woodson was like, ah, Charles Ray was like, yeah, and DC was yeah. like, the fuck are you talking? You what? Yeah, and DC kept saying, I'm with your winner. Sean Woodson. I'm with your winner. Sean, I'm with Sean Woodson. <laughs> I'm with Sean Woodson. Like he said it like five times. And I'm with Seanathan Woodson. Yeah. Like when I when I heard Bruce Buffer announce the fight and then I saw Charles Jordan raise his hand, I was like, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, he definitely said Sean Woodson. What the what the fuck? It was like, almost it was like when Ally so... Aquinta pretended like he was going to win when he fought Khabib. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, that was funny." Uh, yeah, I I didn't understand the confusion. I mean, it was a close fight, so I think if I remember correctly, what Woodson said in the the post fight interview, because DC asked him like, "What was the confusion there?" He's like, "Well, I couldn't really hear Bruce Buffer, and then when I saw Charles celebrating." I just assumed I lost because it was a close fight. I wouldn't have been surprised if I lost, but cool. I win. <laughs> like he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. So when I saw him raise his hand, I was like, Oh, okay. I must've lost, but yeah, it was really weird. Almost like a reverse of that time. Joe Lozon um, thought he lost the fight against Marcin held, I think. And then now said he was, he was like, what? Even when they said split, he was like split. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. And then he was like, I definitely lost that fight. The judges got it wrong. Yeah. He's another guy that's that reminds me a lot of Jim Miller, just like the coolest fucking guy. Yeah, well they're they're tied together. They've had two like five round wars, I think. Yeah. Yep. I think he tried to like have that be his three hundred fight. That would have been sick. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to segue into UFC three hundred because like yeah, I, I don't shit. hate the the Bobby Green matchup. I like it better than either of the two names he mentioned. Like, I don't like him versus Paul Felder for him. I don't like him versus Matt Brown for him. But I think Joe Lozon would have been more appropriate. Uh, not to say that he can't beat Bobby Green. He definitely can, and I hope he does. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only thing do you, you heard him say about the fight being cursed Yes. I didn't know about this, but I I'm not a very superstitious person. Which is something that like dating Masha, Russians are very superstitious. Uh uh-huh. and I've been learning about a lot of like different Russian superstitions. Like literally we were it, it like it's cold outside, right? Like it's very fucking cold. And this wasn't recently, so I don't remember it, it wasn't that cold, like it hadn't snowed yet. But like you're not allowed to pass things through a door. So I'm standing in the doorway and she's on the other side of it. And I'm trying to hand her something. And she's like, you got to come out or you got to let me come in. You can't pass through a doorway. And I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, but the, when it comes to like fight stuff, like vibes and juju, it's like, I I semi believe in it. So when we're like, yeah. we've been matched up three different times and it's fallen through each time. And like, this fight is cursed. I'm like, Guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, no, I almost, I'm like, get someone, you better have fucking someone on standby for Jim Miller. Yeah. Like he needs to fight a 300. I don't care. 
I'll I'll stand by. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you better start dieting. I I I I need to lose fifty pounds for this fucking idiot, right? Yeah. Get you down to one sixty and then just cut cut a little bit of water. That'll be fine. Easy. Um <laughs> yeah, and then the main card was really lackluster. Um the ev- I thought it was Evloev. John Anik was saying Evloev. John Anik is right. So they yeah, they did that. I think his last fight they recently it always happens with with foreign fighters where like they just let people anglicize their name and and don't like make a big deal of it and then they start to learn English they start to do more interviews and it's like yeah. well it's actually Evloyev right like that's how it's pronounced and people are like you can't just change your pronunciation what's well, like it's how right. his name is pronounced yeah so Evloyev versus Arnold Allen uh Dana White hated that fight which like it wasn't even the worst fight on the card I saw said, uh a lot yeah I saw uh a little highlight of this like grappling transition where if Lloyd was like taking him down and Arnold kept like Granby rolling out of it. And like, if that went on, that would have been annoying, but like those transitions were sick. Yeah. I was like, this is fine. Like what's Dana white smoking. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a fight of the night, but it wasn't the the worst fight even on this card. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, still taking ivermectin, probably. Yeah, the uh, the the knees, legal, illegal. Did you see the the sequence? I didn't see the sequence, but I heard the debate about it, and I heard that like, I, I really want to get your take on it because I I first heard that like, oh, he got screwed there. Then I was like, and someone's like, oh, if th- those knees were were legal in. Nevada or whatever, but then someone was also saying like he was like picking him up, so they should have been legal regardless. Yeah. So first off, this whole this place hasn't adopted the new rules yet. This place does. They need to figure out a way, like one FC does, or one FC has their own rule set. And if you don't want to adopt our rule set, we're not going to bring our, our company to you. Yeah. Every, the UFC is such a money-making fucking machine. Everyone will follow suit. Every jurisdiction, every fucking will follow suit to yeah. whatever rules the UFC wants to implement. They need to have a strict rule set where it doesn't matter if you're in Toronto, if you're in Saudi Arabia, if you're in fucking Miami, they're all the same rules. With that being said, if Arnold Allen didn't know that the rules were because in Toronto, it's, it's It's the the old old rules. So like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be weight bearing. You can put one pointer finger down. It's illegal. If he didn't know that there's two possibilities as to why he didn't know that either. He didn't pay attention to the rules meeting before the fight because like they were talking about it on Ariel's show, like, oh, well, why didn't he know? Why didn't he know? They have a rules meeting. I don't know how they do it in the UFC if they bring all the fighters and their coaches and do one giant rules meeting or if they do it individually. I have seen videos of referees talking to just the that fighter. I've seen both. Rules are. But either way, whether it's in a giant meeting or it was a one-on-one meeting, 
he didn't know the rules. So either he wasn't paying attention in the rules meeting or his coaches, or he wasn't told the rules by the ref. Either of those two things, my guess would be he wasn't paying attention. I also heard that his corner was like calling for those knees. Yeah. So because so his corner fucked him too. Because Mark Goddard is probably the best referee in the world right now. Mark Goddard definitely told them that in the rules meeting that they had prior. I would bet my life on it. So mm-hmm. either they weren't paying attention or he didn't or he didn't explain the rules to them properly. I my bet would be they weren't paying attention. Regardless, they need to fucking fix this. Either allow knees or don't, but stop leaving it up to the states. You guys make your own rule set. If you guys don't like it, cool. We're not coming to Toronto again. Yeah. That simple. But uh, in the heat of the moment, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't give referees uh, any slack for, because we, as the fan, have the ability to watch the replay. So, oh, look, his, his hand was up. He lifted him up in real time. How the fuck is Mark Goddard supposed to see that? Yeah. He doesn't have the ability to watch the replay. He's got to make that decision snap. It was close enough where the rules there were non-weight bearing. They were close enough that he should have stopped and reset. Mark Goddard did absolutely nothing wrong in that instance. He played it out perfectly. It's it's Even with the replay, it's kind of hard to tell if his finger is still on the ground when the knee lands. Like You have to go frame by frame and go back like, well, here his finger's down. And then in the, in the next frame, his finger's up, and the knee hasn't landed yet. So, like, it's it was a really difficult situation. Mark Goddard did a great fucking job in that situation. Uh, Arnold Allen did not get screwed. Uh, I, th- I think at least one of those knees was illegal. Um, but they need to fucking do something about this rule set. Yeah, I agree. And, like, they used to be called the unified rules, and they're so not unified anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's... It's hard. It's hard for the athletes to like, oh, what are because it's it's fine and dandy that, you know, you have a rules meeting beforehand. But if you've been training. For the last months that when a lawyer shoots, you can throw knees, but then like the day of. Oh, those rules that I've been training with aren't in place. Oops. Like. I might right. forget because I've been drilling this the last two months. Like you told me in one exactly. sentence, an hour before the fight, that I can't do that. Like it's like muscle memory. So you, they need to. It, it just because you're going to get people hurt because Avloyev thinks I'm safe here, whether the knees are legal or not. They landed. He got yeah. knee because he thought he was in a safe position. If the rules were the same and he knew I can get need here, I need to get out of this position. He wouldn't have stayed there and got need in the head four times. So it's just, there's nothing bad that can happen about actually unifying the rules and making it promotion. Yeah. I agree. And then the rest of the fight, I mean, Chris Curtis, Barrio, that fight was fine. Didn't love it. Neil Magny, Mike Malott, that fight sucked uh <laughs> until the last 30 seconds like where neil magny kind of finished him how much time was left when he finished him 15 seconds yeah man all you gotta do is move man 
He was so close. You're in your home fucking country. You won the first two rounds. Move. Like he just laid down and the, like, yeah, that was. Yeah. And it yeah. looked like he was, from what I heard, it was like the ref gave him every opportunity. Oh yeah. 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 It could have, it, it could have even been labeled a late stoppage. It went on for a while. I mean, he was covered up, but like he wasn't moving. Uh, it, was, it was really disappointing. Um, and Raquel Pennington is champ. That's we're living in a world where Raquel Pennington is a UFC champion. Like, well, that's that's bananas. Yeah. What is her? I mean, she's been in the UFC a long time. Yeah, because the Ultimate Fighter that she was on with Roxy was like 2013. Yeah, I think. Oh wow, she's won six in a row. So I mean, including the title fight. I don't mean to. I mean, you win five yeah. in a row. Not, not that right. she's like the greatest names in the the company but like yeah she's uh she's fought some tough bitches man she has but still she like i wanted to see myra brunas when a civil win the fight just because i want to see her and and pena yes been talking so much shit even though Juliana Pena is cringe, she's at least trying to make the the division interesting. Yeah, I agree. But now we got Kayla Harrison, maybe in the division. Big maybe. I'm worried. Yeah, big maybe. I'm worried. Did you see the picture that Dustin Poirier posted? I saw Sandy post it saying. They're the same size. Yeah, they're very like Poirier has like man shoulders, so she's he's a yeah. bit wider than her, but like height and overall stature, they're very similar. And she's got tits. That just adds more to the chest. Like that's extra weight. Yeah. That's like at like back when people were trying to get uh cyborg down to 135. Like they're just I mean if she can do it, great, but I don't think she can do it many times. I don't think she's going to have 10 fights at 135. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I thought the, the like Holly Holm has fought at 145. She fought for yeah. the inaugural 145 championship. She's had several fights at 145. She's yeah. a big 135-er. Why are we doing this? Why are yeah. like when I when I heard the announcement, I was like, oh, so maybe they are making an investment in 145. Wait, they're fighting a bantamweight? No, abort. This is the wrong choice. This is the wrong yeah. choice. Yeah, I, I think from what Ariel said is when they were looking to sign her, they said, look, we're not we're not keeping the 145 pound division around. Uh so it's either if you want to come here, you gotta make 135. And if you can't, then we'll see you later. And she opted to do it. Dana White said that she did several test cuts to 135 and it won't be a problem. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Like the the whole oh, let me cut weight even though I'm not getting paid. I'm not I don't have a fight. Like no one is that mentally strong to be able to do that. Like there's no yeah. incentive. Like I don't believe that for a second that she did that. I'm waiting for her to go on Ariel's show. Uh, she was supposed to be there, be there on Wednesday, but she wasn't. Hopefully, yeah. she Monday and she can clarify whether or not that's true. Because even if she says that, I don't really believe it either. But I would believe like one, like yeah. staying several test cuts. What I think, maybe several tests, 
because what I think maybe happened, like they flew around to the PI and was like, Hey, we have this, you know, they work with their nutritionist with Clint or whatever. And then did the, I think they have like a DEXA scan or whatever that figures yeah. out like whether or not you're in the optimal weight class or things like that. Right. They maybe we said like, we can get you to 135. Right. Like maybe, but you, like you said, I want to hear from her. I want to hear why we're doing this because right. there's several recordings that were like, Oh, I'd have to cut off my legs to make 135. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so that's going on at 135. And then the main event, DDP, Sean Strickland. Um it won fight of the night. It's not saying much. Like it wasn't a super exciting fight. And watching them sloppily spam overhands, it, it was it sucks to watch because like yeah, Sean Strickland has a very good jab but that's the only aspect of his striking that's good his teeps are dog shit he doesn't really throw real kicks his overhand rights are sloppy and looping and just poor to watch he talks about oh we're going to war and we're gonna bleed for you and i want to kill somebody in there and then he just spams jabs for five rounds like yeah it's played out. It's annoying. And I mean, if he was Justin Gaethje and he's out there saying, I want to kill somebody like that would make sense. He doesn't yeah. like Justin Gaethje. You know, he doesn't not even close. So I'm glad he's not the champion anymore. Um, yeah, I had a three, two DDP. It was a, it was a close fight. Um, but you know, the Strickland fans now attacking John Anik to the point that he, wants to retire because he thought DDP won the fight. Chael Sonnen came out and said he thought DDP won all five rounds. <laughs> so like, is Classic that Chael. Uncle Chael or? Yeah. And he has a relationship with Sean in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he, that's what he said. Like on, on his podcast this week, or he was like, I don't understand the controversy. I have a bias towards Sean and he lost all five rounds. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chill maybe i should start listening to chill again i don't know yeah he's real hit or miss <laughs> when he hits he fucking hits yeah it's almost like you have an archer who can hit a bullseye one every 10 times but the other 10 he's not even on the target yeah like it's wild. yeah <laughs> it's wild like his failure to be able to pronounce names correctly infuriates me yeah it's like not even trying yeah and i i think it's become a thing where he does it on purpose because people will then comment more like oh he pronounced alex pajeda wrong he called him Pereira again like it's pajeda he's brazilian it's an h like i think he's just spamming for comments and no he it actually is pereda it's only an h when it's a double r in the middle i found this out so it's pereda but all, but he does Piera. He misses the fucking yeah, middle yeah. R. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, the, the 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 Igor Prochaya for Yuri Prochaska is just fucking. <laughs> that belongs in the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's probably his worst one. That's closer to Ihor Poteria. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one that he does is whenever whenever he talks about. Uh, Tommy Fury. He calls him Will Flurry. 
<laughs> my favorite one. Like whenever he talks about Jake Paul and Will Flurry, like <laughs> that's my favorite one. Will that Flurry. One's, that one's definitely done on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely sounds like a bird. <laughs> Will Flurry. Yeah. Tommy fumbles. Tommy fumbles. All right. So that's that's fucking UFC 297 in a nutshell. Um there's no fights this week. There's not. Uh, so do you still want to talk about the next card next weekend or do you want to record again next week and we can talk about that and we can just kind of discuss the UFC 300 fights for now? Yeah, I was just say let's talk about UFC 300. Okay. Um or we could save that for next episode since there will be no fights to recap. Yeah, we can do that. If you want to just hop hop right into the forum then? Yeah, let's take a break. I need it. And then we'll do the forum. Okay, cool. And we're back. Now, before we start the forum, a random thought I wanted to share with you. Okay, let's hear it. You may have seen me post this on Facebook, but I saw this post the other day where someone had a fucking hot dog bun, and they put peanut butter on one side, jelly on the other, and a banana in the middle. Yesterday, um, off, I just got off work, hankering for a snack. And that image pops into my head. Because also I wanted something sweet. And I didn't really have anything sweet in the house. I was like, I should probably get some fruit and just be a little more healthy. And then I was like, wait a minute. So I fucking went down to ShopRite. I got the ingredients. And let me tell you, it slaps. I don't know why it's so good. I tried to get like nice rolls that weren't just like fucking white bread hot dog buns. Um, So whatever. But like, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> I can't even describe like, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a jelly guy. I've never been like a peanut butter and jelly guy. I, I don't know what it is about jelly. And it just was never my thing. But I'm a big peanut butter guy. Yeah, so same. Doing that like on both sides with just peanut butter and a banana in the middle sounds like it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, with some fucking honey. I was even like maybe little chocolate chips. Want to fucking go crazy. But like I got so I got um I'm not a big jelly guy either. I got like a blueberry like fruit preserve type thing like it was like you know it's still whatever but it actually has a real fruit taste rather than just being like fucking globby sugary fake right. fruit jam so but yeah it's so good i, I 10 out of 10 recommend anyone want to try like a hot dog bun slice of some peanut butter banana good to go interesting let's try that and on that note let us get to the forum um, this is from our homie Catfish. Per usual, it's two minutes long, and I have not heard a single word of it. So let's fucking go. Ugh. Hey, T-Juice. It's the enemy Catfish. Hope y'all are doing well. Juice, I was thinking of you recently. We went to see uh, the Book of Mormon at our local theater, uh, but it was traveling production. Uh, it was really good. Uh, you know, as to be expected, people like South Park, I like the Book of Mormon, but when I was watching all the motherfuckers thing, I was 
Josh, loving the comedy that I catch. Haven't been on my uh, chat page Instagram much, so I haven't seen a whole lot of it. But I do always enjoy it, man. Keep it up. I had a list of stuff to call about, but it's on my phone, and I'm too lazy to look at my phone. Let's talk about the mouse. I don't know. Not feeling like it. So I just wanted to say I am absolutely fucking shocked that Raquel Pennington won a uh, boring ass fucking decision and got a title. Well, no, not. I shot she asked for that title, but let's face it, she's probably the best fucking competition. Uh, but hey, good for her. I'm a huge Tisha fan, so if anything, if it, if it makes Tisha happy, I'm happy. Uh, but Raquel won't be keeping that belt for long. Super happy to see that fucking giant get Strickland lose, uh, and people really showing their ass acting like that was an amazing title fight, uh, and all the other shit. Uh, MMA fan base is absolutely fucking trash. Uh, and yeah, oh, uh, here's this, uh, at 135, dude, Holly Holm is going to give it a 4 a.m. fucking decision win. Um, the only thing Kayla Harris had going for her at before was that she's a fucking weight bully. Uh, she's not a good actual MMA fighter, and in a lower weight class like that, she's going to get the fuck right out of her. And also, very telling that the second USADA was officially gone, she signed with the UFC. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm put down. Uh, anyhow, love you both. Can't wait to hear the show. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm out. F-M-P. Full life. I don't give a fuck about their knuckle. I don't give a fuck about anything. Fuck Mike Perry. <laughs> I gotta love it. He's gonna fucking make me defend Kella Harrison here. I love his commitment to the Fuck Mike Perry bit. I love it too. I look forward to it. FMP for life. So there's a lot there. And there's <clears throat> there's one thing I, I wanted to say about Raquel Pennington earlier that I forgot. Um the I cannot imagine the mental strength it takes to watch what Sean Strickland had to say about the LGBTQ community and then for her, a lesbian woman, to then go sit next to him at the press conference the following day and not punch him in the face or slap him or even make a comment about it. And then when she was asked about it, like how difficult was it for you to sit next to him, for her to say something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here, of like, I, I the only thing Sean Strickland is missing is somebody being willing to sit down with him and just talk so we can understand each other. He, he doesn't, that's all he needs. Just the ability to sit down and talk so we can understand each other. Something along those lines. And I'm like, man, from all the shit that she already gets on the internet from incels like Sean Strickland and the rest of his fan base about her being gay and having a kid and, to then just take it in stride. I can't even imagine. Yeah. So I guess now that I think about it, I'm happy that she's a champion for that reason then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, she is a boring personality, but she seems like a fantastic human being. Agreed. In that sense, I'm glad she's champion. Um, but also I, I don't know if I want her to beat Pena because I, I don't like Pena, but she's at least interesting. 
Well, I don't know that she does beat Pena. Like I'm, I'm saying, I don't, I don't know if she will, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I think I might favor Juliana in that fight. Yeah, I don't know. Can we just look at this fucking picture that that catfish sent me? He I was did. not lying. He's he was literally on top of a mountain. What a yeah, gorgeous view. Yeah, legend. Fred said when he uh, said he saw Book of Mormon. Um, so he's in the Denver area, and I yeah. have some work buddies there because my company has an office in Denver. And one of them said that they were going to Book of Mormon a while ago, and I forgot about it. Oh, um, so I wonder if they were on the same night. Have you ever done? Interesting. Huh? Have you ever performed the Book of Mormon? No, I don't think the rights are out for like community theaters, but I saw it on Broadway and it was fucking oh. incredible. Do you know any of the music or anything at all? No. Like it's if you like he said it's it's the South Park guys. So like if you like South Park and their oh, humor, okay. it's fucking hilarious. It just takes a shit on like religion. Like they the whole opening kind number of, kind of humor. It's so funny. They're they're like um <laughs> like they're all just like there's a whole song about how like mormons like are allowed to be gay so they keep it on the on the down low uh-huh that's like, right they're like if you ever having impure thoughts just turn it off like there's a whole number and the, they go to the 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 missionaries they're sent to africa and they try and like convince the African tribes to convert to mormonism and they go into the camp of a warlord and his name is General Butt Fucking Naked, like classic South Park. Oh, I need to see this. It's so good. You you would love it. You honestly would love it. It's yeah. like people are like, oh no, I don't like musicals. It's like, bro, if you're if you like humor, like it's so fucking funny. And they even like on the recording. Well, not the recording. Like when you see it live. So like, uh, you know, on South Park they have like God as a character, like the, like the voice of God. They got. I think it's Trey that does it, one of them, to record it. So, like, the, the the show starts and it's, like, God talking, but it's Trey Parker. Right. That's Fucking awesome. incredible. I actually went to a, a Broadway play this uh, this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, we went to go. So it was a play, musical type thing that uh, Sophia really wanted to see. So we got her tickets for her birthday because her birthday just passed. Um she's fucking 13 now it's crazy uh it, it was called six yeah i've heard about that it was it's really like, good yeah it's it's like the the wives of henry right or no it's yeah henry, yeah 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 uh yeah it was really interesting henry the eighth was a douche <laughs> yeah actually uh another homie from mma twitter kgb who's now i think she changed her name to evil butts she has a tiktok where she yeah, it's it's fucking funny. Like, evil butts. So nonchalantly said evil butts and just evil butts. <laughs> That's so fucking wild and notorious. You have to just say this is it. Oh yeah, there's like kind of the Marty's hairline, like just yeah. the fucking dumbest shit. But like evil butts. I think she's also on TikTok as evil butts, and she does like deep dive on like historical shit. And she did a whole fucking series on Henry VIII and how much of a piece of shit he is, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh... It wasn't really something I was super interested in going to see. I'm not really like a musical type guy. Um, but it was for Sophia's birthday. And I just in general love the city. So I was like, I get to go in the city and do something for Sophia's birthday. Cool. I'm in. And it was really good. 
I, I Wait, what day did you go? Uh, was it this past Saturday? No, we went Monday. Oh, Monday. Yeah. So like four days ago or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We were um we were there on Friday the nineteenth. Um we saw Gutenberg. Okay. Uh, That's another thing. So like actually tied to Book of Mormon, it's the two guys that started in Book of Mormon originally, and okay. they they're like really good friends and they made this musical about it's it's a show about making a show. So like the the uh premise of it is like Gutenberg, the guy that invented the pr- printing press, Johann Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're gonna write a musical about him. So we we we'll go to Google and find a Wikipedia, and there is not much. So we decided to do historical fiction, and they make it up and they just pretend that he had an interesting life. Oh, that's great. It's hilarious. Like they have this character in the show. And they all play all the parts. They're just like the 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 purpose of it is just like pitching the show. Like, oh, we just rented this theater to like pitch you the show. And like the there's a character called Helvetica who's like in love with him. Interesting. Like that's where the font came from. It's just so funny. Um cool. but I digress. Oh, musical book of Warren. He was talking because he went. Fucking Kayla Harrison. Okay. So other than he said she was a weight bully and then but she's going down to a lower weight class and she's gonna lose. Yeah. Um I mean if she I honestly don't want to make any predictions on that fight until she steps on the scale. I need to see how she looks. I need to see like what's going on with that. Um but the USADA thing, she was in the USADA program as an Olympian. Yeah. For through two Olympics. That's eight years because you have to stay in the program, I think, um, or whatever. And she was like, you know, bred for the Olympics from like her teenage years or whatever. And then the the timing, I mean, it, it is funny, the timing, but it was because her PFL contract was up. It was just, that's it. Yeah, that's another thing I wanted to speak on, the, the her PFL contract, because I don't think Don Davis is a good businessman. I no. Because really, like... You know, the whole thing with Francis, oh, yeah, he can go box, but we're not involved, and we don't get any cut of it. We're not co-promoters. We're none of it. So there's that. And then with Kayla Harrison, um, now I'm not a fucking lawyer or understand really anything about contracts, but it sounds like they had a, a misunderstanding of what the contract said, that it was number of fights or like a... a timeline. A timeline. And... When Ariel asked Don Davis about it, he just said, oh, we didn't want to get in her way. So just anybody that you have on your under contract can just say, I want to go box because I'm going to make more money, but you don't want to get in my way. So like, that's just, uh, it's not really how contracts work in this <laughs> business, man. That's That's not a good precedent to set with like your two biggest stars. Well, I don't know. When it comes to boxing, like the Ali Act gets in place once you have a boxing license. Yeah. So if they kind of go do it on their own, the, the promoters can't really do shit. So it's just like, you know, not having to fight those legal battles. Um, but again, like the contract thing is like is something that should have been figured out because, yeah, it was like she won an aerial show before where she was like, I have one fight, but there's a timeline. So if they don't give, give me a fight before then, I'm out. And I think Don Davis thought because they had a good relationship and because she was with PFL so long, they're like, well, she's going to give us that extra fight. It's like, no, 
Yeah. No, that's not, she's not obligated to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Fuck. Someone, someone dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm glad she's in the UFC though. I hope she can do this healthily. Amen. Yeah. That's, that's all that I like. That's the, my main concern. Cause like, I would hate, I would hate for Holly Holm to get another fucking head kick knockout off of her just from being dehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's take a look. Oh, we had one more question. We have one more question. Yeah. So thank you catfish for the, for the amazing question. Really appreciate it. The beautiful mountain views. Um, the next one is from the homie Rhino. He says, do you think it would make sense for the UFC to have a second international fight week to be held annually on the East coast uh, either like New York, Boston, Philly, in addition to Vegas. Like, like a different time of the year or like the following week? Well, that's so, I didn't follow, he's, he was busy. This is like right before we record. So I was like, all right, I'll just fucking go with it. But like, I think it's kind of open to interpretation, right? Like the way I think of it, because initially I was like, obviously being an East Coast guy now, like I would love that. But then I was like, does that make sense? But then again, it's International Fight Week, and it's always in Vegas, and that's supposed to be like fight capital of the world. But like, why not have it Rome each yeah. year? Yeah. Or since you're such a fucking giant global company, you could have a U.S. one and somewhere in Europe or somewhere whatever yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, I. I, I it's like there used to be, remember there used to be three cards or at least yeah, two. Yeah. They would do multiple cards, like a Friday night and a Saturday night or a Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. Yeah. You could do those around, like they don't have to be in the same city. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea of having it Rome. Like, oh, where's International Fight Week going to be next year? Exactly. Uh, like do like do one in Vegas and then LA and New York, Boston, London. You know, th- that would be, that's a really great idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. Now, I've never – when you lived in Vegas, did you ever go to an International Fight Week, like any of the events? So I lived in Vegas from the time I was four till the time I was 17-ish. It okay. was like right before senior year of high school that I moved out. And I moved to, to Utah, then I went to uh, college in California. So like my UFC fandom was all in California until I moved okay. here. And like – but uh, Kayla – uh, Kayla's Leo's ex-girlfriend Leo and I went with our parts of the time Kate and Kayla the four of us went to 213 okay I think I've told the story in the podcast a couple of times we were in line for a picture actually might have been with Raquel Pennington when Amanda Nunes pulled pulled out right or no I it was with it was for a picture with Cody Garbrandt and there was another line for Raquel Raquel and Tisha like together and I was like I would love that, but the line is long. We've already said in this fucking Cody line, and I was pissed. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really know what International Fight Week entails. Like, are there a bunch of Q and As? Are there meet and greets? Meet and greets, fan expos. There was a whole, there was a tent where they had the fucking punch machine. So like, I went in and tried to do a fucking. So it's kind of like, uh, like Comic Con for incels. (laughs) I guess. I mean. Probably some incels at Comic Con too, if we're being honest. But probably more, yeah, yeah. But yeah, jocks. it's it's incel jocks. Yeah, exactly. 
um but not as cool i guess okay. i don't know it, we had a good time i, I well, do we also I, didn't i do really love the idea of it traveling yes me too and they could easily do that i think they just like to have it localized it's like let's have it in vegas let's do whatever like right you know yeah interesting i like that idea now I'm gonna tweet at Dana White incessantly <laughs> until he hires me to do this for him. Lovely. Love that idea. So thank you, Rhino. Thank you for that fucking great question. You guys go check out his show, Combat Sports with Rhino. And that was it. What were you saying about um you were gonna say something before you remember that we had another question? We've been talking about Kayla Harrison. I think I was just gonna go into the the US. Oh, that's right. Card. The next weekend's card. No, you said you wanted to talk about the UFC three hundred. Yes, let's talk about three hundred, or we're gonna save that for next episode. Yeah, you said we were gonna do that next episode. Yeah, because there'll be no fights to recap, so we're done. That's it. I think. Okay. Yeah. This yeah, is such I'm, great podcasting. I'm just so used to doing four hour episodes with you that like this. One's I know. Like, two that i'm like wait we definitely are not done yet <laughs> yeah right it's like let's stretch it out but i think that's it yeah i'm um, also used to getting more forum questions <laughs> yeah um, yeah i, I do want to say about my my comedy show this weekend um if it will lure you uh i have new material that you have not heard yet um but my main issue that i'm i'm starting to have and and I know that I'm doing this and I everyone tells me to stop doing this, but I just can't and it's bothering me is I don't like repeating the same jokes over and over and over and over again. Um, so like it's almost like all my major shows that I've done, like the one in Rumson and you know, the AC show and the, when I went to New York that I treat it almost like a special, like a comedy special, like, all right, I did it on like an actual show, not a mic, clear that material out and I move on to the next one. And I start building my next 10 minute set for my next 10 minute spot. And that's just not how the business goes. But I also I try so hard to sell tickets to get people to come to these things that I don't want to say the same jokes that they heard the last time that they went. Cause it's all the same people coming. Cause like, it's not any friend, any of my old friends that don't come, you know, whatever. Uh, so I do have new material, but I, I really think I need to slow down on writing new material and really just start building an act on the material I've already done and putting it together into like, here's my tight 10, here's my tight 15 and or whatever. Uh, Cause I'm, Cause I've had so many people say to me, like, what is your, like, what is your act? Cause you do different jokes every time I see you and I see you multiple times a week, like, but you hear me and I'm, I do the same jokes multiple times a week. And I'll throw in a couple new ones that I try out, but like, you need to really hone in the jokes that are working for you. Cause I do well at the shows. Like I know what jokes work, but then I don't, continue to practice them so like they kind of start to slip on on my yeah. memory i really need to stop getting in my head of like oh all these people heard these jokes already who gives a fuck you got to practice them yeah absolutely so, um but with that being said i do have new material for for this weekend that you haven't heard yet so 
yeah fucking I, i'm fucking stoked it's gonna be a big crowd um and i want to run this by you <laughs> so i have this idea i was told not to do it but <laughs> i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna do it anyway of you know because i'm gonna host the show this weekend also so like after every comic i go back up do a, another minute or two and then bring up the next comic sort of thing but i'm doing my set first so like i'm gonna start the show and you know start out by saying just letting everybody know this is it's going to be a comedy show there's going to be some bad words but like we're all adults we're here to have a good time so like all right let's talk abortion and because it's like a religious thing not really actually tell any abortion material but just say like all right let's talk abortion and then be like no no no, i'm just kidding but like let's you know get like starting the show at a real rock bottom so it's all uphill from here (laughs) and i ran that by my dad and he was like do not mention abortion at this thing please please don't um but i'm definitely going to (laughs) i don't know man that's tough that's tough let's let's get the crowd against me and then see if i can win them back wait do we have the same chair no it's similar though similar color scheme you have dead deadpool that's fucking amazing yeah it's oh that's sick down here vibrates (laughs) oh plug it in it gives you a back massage I fucking love that. Thick. All right. Well, this has been a great fucking episode. Let me just shout out our patrons. I know Catfish will be happy. That'll be under two hours. So happy. So happy. Here we go. Shout out to APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T-Cross as always, Dave L, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA, David S., Harry Andrew, QAR, Zim, and Shane Terra. And with that said, I would like to give you some advice for your comedy special. 